Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The texts that are the basis for the sermon this morning are Psalm 139, 1 Samuel 3, and John 1 all together. Brothers and sisters in Christ, what does it mean to be fully known? Fully and completely known. I may have asked some of you this question before, but have you ever visited the St. Louis Art Museum? If not, you should go and spend some time there, maybe on a cold January Sunday afternoon once lunch has been finished. But the next time you go, I want you to walk through the main entrance, turn to the left, go past the coat check, and take the second right. As you wander there, you'll find yourself in Gallery 218, right in the midst, surrounded by a collection of Impressionist paintings. Maybe you're not familiar with many of the artists or the paintings there, but there is one that I bet everyone gathered here today knows. It's hard to miss. It's over six feet tall and 13 feet across. And if you're thinking... Monet's Water Lilies, you guessed correctly. It's an absolutely amazing work of art. As you stand back from the painting and you see the white and the yellow and the red come together to form these beautiful lilies as they stand out from the blue and violet hues of the pond water behind, you see it, a peaceful, peaceful pond peppered with these lilies for you to enjoy. But as you step a little bit closer, you find something completely different. Close up, you can see each and every brushstroke. You can see all the lines on the painting. And what from a distance had been a beautiful pond of water lilies now seems like blobs of paint. The white, the yellow, the reds, seem to be haphazard brushstrokes, just disorganized on the canvas. Well, in true Impressionist style, you can see that impression of form from a distance, but up close, the imperfection of each stroke fractures the image. I bring this up to you today because each and every one of us are painters, impressionists, if you will. We spend our lives painting ourselves, drawing the brush across the canvas. With each stroke, the the paint collides to develop a kind of self-portrait. And it's honed by those details that you allow other people to see in your life and, and some of those blank spots filled in by what other people by what they observe about you. Each new stroke that you make on the canvas further develops this painting, and you stand back. You look at it, not fully pleased with the work, but maybe not completely ashamed with it either. Your attempt to call into focus this pleasing picture of yourself, though still leaves you feeling just a bit... Well, maybe not fully known. Because you see a hole in the painting. You see a void there. And you know what goes there. 
It's that hateful thought about a classmate or a coworker. That thing you mumbled under your breath when your boss or when your teacher said something to you that you didn't really agree with or you didn't like. That time when you saw that person but you pretended not to see them so you didn't have to interact with them or so that you didn't have to help them out. There's that void. You want to be known, but you fear being fully known because if you let them in, if they see the real you, the the real live you, what will they think? How will they react? If they knew the depths of the depravity of your heart and your mind, would they even want to share the same space with you? And so doubt and fear begin to fill that void and you struggle to paint over it with the details that you want others to see. But after all the work, after all the sweat, after all the effort, you find that that void still exists. And so you set the brush down. You wipe the sweat from your brow and you ask, can the painting that is your life ever be completed? Who, who can look at it and fill in that void without turning away, casting me out, being disgusted? And so you keep others at just enough distance so they see the impression of form, but not the brush strokes. Brothers and sisters in Christ, your self-portrait is doomed. No matter how hard you work, your sinful nature will always prevail. Reliance on self will lead you to waste away the days feverishly drawing that brush back and forth on the canvas to paint a presentable portrait to the world and it will never be enough. And then you remember. You remember the words of David in Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down, when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. Here, in the words of David in the psalm, we we don't see the brushstrokes of ourself. Instead, we see the brushstrokes of David on the canvas. He's not painting a picture of himself, though. Instead, each each new stroke, each new line of paint, slowly and artfully bringing together, bringing into focus for us a God who knows A God who fully knows, one who is fully present, one who knows each corner of the heart and mind of his creation. 
one who is fully present, one who knows what's in that hole, one who knows what's in that void in your canvas. The words, the deeds, the thoughts, the actions, they aren't a void to him. Instead, he sees that full canvas, the whole painting of your life, mind and body, heart and soul, everything. Does that sound a bit terrifying to you? I know at times that can sound a bit terrifying to me, but this psalm reminds us that nothing is hidden from God. All the wounds, all the scars, all the warts, everything. But as he sees that canvas, we see his hand. We see his hand reaching out and gripping the brush. And as it approaches the canvas, we see the crimson hue at its tip. The bristles make contact and the crimson color flows onto that canvas. And it covers that void that you'd so feverishly tried to mask. And slowly the brush is drawn downward. And then across. And as it lifts, as it lifts, you no longer see a void on the canvas. Instead, you see a crimson cross painted in the blood of Christ. And as you scan the whole portrait, you begin to see the blemishes that bothered you so. The void that has gnawed at you as it falls into the background. As this crimson cross comes to dominate the landscape of that colored canvas. The God of all things, whose very word spoke creation into being from nothing, fully knows you, every part of you. And he finished the painting with strokes, showing that he is sufficient, in spite of all the imperfections found on the canvas. Not only that, he calls you to follow him. In our Old Testament reading today, we find that he calls Samuel, one that had been consecrated to God since before his birth. His mother Hannah had given him to the priest Eli to serve there at Shiloh in the house of the Lord, but still he did not know God until God called God called three times and confusion ensued for Samuel. It was only at that point that he worked through Eli so that Samuel could discern this call of God in his life. And the God of all things, the God who fully knows came to him in a personal way as he comes and stands next to Samuel and calls him. In our gospel reading for today, we find that Jesus True God, fully God, in the flesh, standing there as he calls Philip, follow me. Who excitedly runs and gets Nathaniel and says, we've found him. Nathaniel needs a little bit more convincing. And in the words of Jesus, we hear this. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. In reference to Jacob's dream where, where God came to him, where in a very intimate way, Jacob stood in the very presence of God. 
all these different scripture passages, painting a picture of a God who intimately knows his creation. Not from a a far off Mount Olympus somewhere, but near. A God who is with his people, involved in their lives, calling them to follow him in spite of their imperfections, in spite of the sin in their lives. We find a picture of imperfect people. Samuel, Philip, Nathaniel, who heard the call of God in their lives and they followed. They actually acted upon the call of God. They acted because they heard. They saw his brushstrokes on the canvas of their lives. Brothers and sisters in Christ, your life Your life is a portrait, and wielding the brush on your own, each stroke will only further the void in the painting, and your feverish efforts, your sweat-stained brow, are all meaningless toil apart from Christ. But trusting in Him, Him who fully knows you and has fully called you by the gospel, As you spend time in word and prayers, you're reminded of the promises of God. Your grip on that brush, it begins to loosen. Your grip loosens and you begin to see a God who is painting your life's portrait through you. And as you see this, you find that this portrait's not actually about you anyways. Instead, with each new brushstroke, the grace and mercy and forgiveness that has been showered on you comes into view. A sinner saint who is fully known by the God of all things and has been fully called to live a life that shines the grace, the mercy, the love, and the forgiveness of God into a sin-sick and dying world around us. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now, may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.